Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 37. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Masked Wolf. The Sydney rapper has exploded onto the world music scene and is sitting in the top five tracks on the Billboard chart with his song, Astronaut in the Ocean. In today's episode, we discuss music as a form of therapy, how TikTok worked in his favour, and performing on The Tonight Show. Here we go. Our guest today is one of Australia's brightest upcoming music stars. Having released his first single, Speed Racer, in 2018, to now topping the Billboard charts with Astronaut in the Ocean, the young Sydney rapper keeps going from strength to strength. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Mask Wolf. Good morning. What up, what up, what up? How are you? <laughs> good, thank you. How are you today? I'm, I'm awesome, awesome. That's good. Can, um, now, it seems like an almost obvious thing to say, but congrats on Astro. The song is just absolutely massive. Um, mm. Checking it this morning, it's number five on the Billboard Global chart, only behind artists like, uh, you know, Justin Bieber and Little Nas X. For you as, as a young fella from Sydney, mm. what's it like being one of the most talked about musicians on, in the world right now? Um, very weird, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, it's kind of like something that you don't believe still. Um, I mean, when you mention those names like Justin Bieber and Lil Nas X and, you know, Doja Cat and et cetera, like that are in the top 10, it's like, I never, ever thought my name would be put into, you know, that mix of things or those artists. And for me, it's just like, I'm very happy with where we are at at the moment. And I mean, every artist that's upcoming or grinding is looking for what has happened to me. So it's, I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed, but uh, I'm not like taking the foot off the pedal. There's a lot more work to do. That's very exciting to hear. When you, um, when you first came up with the song, I know that the song was written with yourself and uh, Tyron Happy. Yeah. Yeah. What was your initial reaction to to the beat and the song when you first kind of put it together? And you was it obvious at that stage that you kind of had like a bar of gold on your hands? <laughs> no, I mean I've always been under the uh, the like thought that there's millions, billions of artists out there trying to make it, and millions and billions of songs. So, like, yeah, it sounds cool. The song was great, but is it at that top five song in the world level? I never thought that. No. Not at all. So for me, it was like, yeah, let's put it out. Let's see how it goes. Um, we love the track and we we love like the feel of it. But I mean, you can imagine what all these hit artists and writers are putting out 
from my end of my like my brain's telling me just enjoy the process. Astro and Speed Racer was where I started like really enjoying making music and just talking about what I wanted to talk about. And I think that's what also was a hint of like, okay, people really resonated with it and liked it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen in, uh, in other press that you've referred to the track almost uh, similar to the movie Scarface mm. where that it, um, it laid dormant for a little while and then people kind of uh, latched on, or not latched on, but like catched on, sorry, uh, to the song was massive for you. What was that point like when you realised that the, the song had longer legs than you originally kind of thought? Um, for me, it was like, I guess it was when like really everything started like that snowball effect and building up into like that bigger snowball, like TikTok videos started getting faster and more regular. Uh, I was getting messages about the song from people and their friends uh, on Instagram. And then Instagram started picking up. It was really around like just past a bit past the COVID period where um, the start of COVID, I mean, where like people were like, in home, in lockdown, and they were forced to like just listen to music as something to occupy them. And that's when it really started like, I guess, become turning into that massive snowball. Were you actively on social media, like trying to push the track or was it more uh, a bit of a surprise that it had taken its own life? Uh, not, sorry, that it had taken on a life of its own on TikTok? Um, no, I never like even thought of it being big on TikTok. Like it just happened, but I always like sent messages or replied on the comments saying, thank you for using my song. Um, that was something I put the effort into doing because I was very surprised that it was getting that type of, uh, recognition on that platform because it was made two years ago, the song. So I don't think, I don't even know if TikTok was out then. Um, you know, two, two, two years ago. So when people say it wasn't made for TikTok, it clearly wasn't because uh, <laughs> I made it when TikTok was uh, obviously not uh, available to us or I'd never heard of it. And, um, you know, th things like, you know, all these people that are using the song, like celebrities or whatever it may be, you know, it's just all, it just happened naturally and by itself. I was going to um, mention, I have seen some celebrities using it as well. I think there was... Um a video of JLo like uh, enjoying mm. the song as well. What has that kind of been like seeing the, again, the song goes out to the masses, but even it, it's a big thing for, I think these days for celebrities to be reposting. And what was that kind of experience like? Well, first I was like, is that a doppelganger? Is that the real, <laughs> is that the real JLo? Is and, it Jenny uh, from I, the block? I, yeah. Um, and I was like, I had a second look and I'm like, oh, that's actually her. And my like jaw literally dropped. Like my jaw doesn't drop a lot. But um, <laughs> I remember laying on the on the couch and I'm like, far out. That's actually the real J-Lo dancing to my song. And the biggest part of that was she decided to use that sound. You know, she was at home or ever by herself and uh, she was just having fun and she wanted to use that song and like, do a video to it so it wasn't like a promo or you know what I mean it was like her decision yeah 100 percent I think for some obviously this is the Astro is probably the song that most people know you by but this isn't a case of like um overnight success or anything you have been working hard and, and hustling at this for a good 13 14 15 years um mm -hmm. I know that you've built a home studio and, and that you've been working multiple jobs to kind of you know fund fund a, a music career what was your original draw card to music as like a as a young teenager in sydney um i think it was just pain to be honest i didn't really uh have an outlet 
um, for what I was feeling. And then music came in as that therapeutic outlet just to get rid of my emotions or talk about what I was really feeling on the inside without people really understanding. It was just a way for me to like put words down that I didn't want to speak about, but like on the paper. And from that, like it turned in from just writing to making songs, from making songs to people telling me, hey, you're, you're pretty good, you should continue it. And, that, and that's literally how like what it stemmed from. Yeah, right. It, when you first started writing, how long was it? Um, was there that initial thought, oh, I should put music to this or did it take a while to kind of be like, oh, I no. could? It was just, it, I, I always did it in like a rap structure most of the time because I was listening to American hip hop and people like Kanye, G, you know, Eminem, they were my early influences. But then it like, uh, it really traveled to me, like developing my sound and trying to be unique. And that took like five to 10 years to do, obviously. Mm -hmm. So um, it was more about having that international quality and sound and being in my own lane. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. As I mentioned, you are uh, a, a Sydney boy from Maroubra. Um, what was the music scene like back then? Was it something where you were able to find some common peers or um, was it yeah, a bit more, uh, not as probably big as it is now? Uh, it was very tough, to be honest. I was very, I was all, I've always been solo. I haven't been linked with any other rappers that wanted to be in a group or wanted to really like help me out in a sense. Like I didn't have that, Hey, let's get together on a Friday night and let's just write lyrics. It wasn't like that. My friends played sport and my friends love movies and some of them were nerds and some of them were, you know, athletes, you know what I mean? But they weren't in music. Um, so for me, it was like my own mental battle on my solo lane to like, say, you've got to keep at it. You've got to keep doing it and keep working on yourself um, the scene was very tough because like a lot of people used to be very negative towards me for trying to sound American and have that American hip hop sound. Um, so I used to cop like a lot of hate on social media for it, but I just knew, like, I just kept pushing. I just knew one day that there were, I knew that there would always be people, no matter what, at what stage of my life, that would be like, oh, he's not, he's not sounding Aussie. I'm not going to like him. But then there would be a bunch that'd be like, I really like this because it sounds like he's not from Australia and he's just sounding like an international rapper. And that's just how emotion comes out for me. Like when I get behind the mic, I cannot rap in an Australian accent. It just doesn't work. I get zero emotion. So when I rap and my tone's different or I can switch vocal tones and switch flows, it just sounds like um, an American style of hip hop. Have you heard from any of those um, naysayers since... It's, everything's kind of blown up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I usually block them. <laughs> Smart move. Smart move. <laughs> um, I know that, uh, that you live with your grandparents as, as you were growing up, and I feel that there's... Mm there's two kind of cliches when it comes to grandparents. One is that they're always very supportive of whatever their grandkids do. And two um, is that they're not always accepting of like new music or like current music, if that makes sense. Um, What were your grandparents like when you were kind of showing them what you were doing and also, yeah, what I guess. I never, I never showed them. Never. No, they had no idea what I was doing. They just thought I was making heaps of loud sounds in my room and they always came in and told me to be quiet. Literally, that's all that happened. Like I'd be rapping and they'd just knock on and be like, in Greek, they would say like, shut up basically. Yeah. Um, not in a negative way, but just like, and I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, you know? Um, yeah. So for me, they were third generation, you know? Um, is, that, is that right? Third generation? Um, well, they were born in Greece, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I might've said that wrong. So they immigrated over and for them, it's a whole new world. Like what is rap music? They most surely never listened to rap music in their life. Um, and then like being in the same house as me for like 10 years, uh, us being together, it's like, you know, I was young, energetic, sports, rap, gaming, like it's a whole new world to them. Um, so for me, it was like, I wouldn't say that they were supportive, but the only reason they weren't supportive was because they had no idea what was going on and what I wanted to like achieve. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like yeah. a bad negative type of way. Um, so yeah, it, it is what it is. And it's made me like who I am, but uh, I wish I spoke more Greek so I could say, Hey, you know, I'm rapping over here. <laughs> uh, do they, uh, I guess, have an understanding or what are their thoughts on, on what's happened now? They're, they're both past now unfortunately. So sorry, but that, that's all right. So I think it was like about maybe five to seven years ago. So it's a bit, a bit of a while back, but um, yeah, I'm sure that'd be like, Oh, my grandson's a little superstar now. <laughs> or my, my mum would just be constantly saying to them everything that's happening because that's how my mum is. That's very fair. I feel like that's how mum, all mums are, but they're very proud yeah. of their, their sons. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, Astro is, uh, does kind of deal with some, serious lyrical content uh, in terms of Mm. dealing with uh, anxiety or depression and kind of tackling that head on. When you first started writing it, was there any apprehension in kind of being as direct or raw with the lyrics? I never, ever spoke about that stuff when I started. Maybe up until like literally uh, 26, 27, so maybe like 10 to 13 years of rapping, I never spoke about that stuff. And that's, that's where the jump. I think changed. It was like, I went, I recorded speed racer and that was about like not taking shortcuts and believing in the process and progress. And then I went into Astro where I just started hitting things on the nail, like on the head of the nail and just really saying, okay, it's time to shut up and really speak about like what you're feeling. And I guess it worked because, um, people, I guess are attached and, uh, they connect with the lyrics. Do you think that it's important for regardless whether it's, uh, you know, rap or folk or pop or whatever, that um, there is more focus on mental health these days? Because I feel like it is kind of, you, you're noticing it more and more and it is becoming more acceptable to, to talk about these things. I think um, 
it's a lot of pressure to say for every rapper to speak about a subject they may not have full value in. Um, I think that the topic is uh, very important, but it doesn't have to be revolved around rap. Like for me, I'm speaking about my own personal struggles and uh, that's how I, what I want to rap about and how I want to rap. So um, for me, it's more like, yes, the situation and the topic is very sensitive and it should be spoken about a bit more, but in all areas, not just not just music. I mean, music is uh, your soul food. And if you haven't been in mental depression or anxiety, there's no reason you should be talking about it because you don't know the true connection and feeling of it. So for me, it's like, if you want to rap about whatever, Gucci gang, whatever, you know, do your thing. If it makes you, if it makes you happy and it makes a listener happy, then there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, like it's, it's always more about having a storyline and a message. It doesn't always have to be about pain and uh, mental depression and those sensitive topics. But if I feel like there's parts in the song, I can talk about it. I will, but there always has to be a storyline and a connection. Yeah, no, that's very fair. I can definitely respect that. Now that, uh, again, the song, has gone massive and I know you've signed to a US label as well. Can we expect more new music in, in the coming year or so? You can expect uh, more new music within the next two to three weeks and the next five to six weeks. That's very exciting. <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm working on the album at the moment, um, working on singles still and working on the tour with the guys, but COVID obviously being COVID. Um, So yeah, it's everything's everything that you can think is happening is happening and um, it's going to be awesome. So yeah. That's very exciting with the, um, the new record deal and the, uh, again, the fact that we are including you in sentences with people like uh, Bieber and little Nas X uh, is, has anyone kind of come knocking on the door for the album or any collaborations that we uh, should be aware of or should be excited about? There's definitely collaborations with international artists that you will definitely know their names. <laughs> um, and that'll that'll start happening within the next three weeks, I would say. So That's very fair. I understand that it's, um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't be spoken about. Can't say exactly. Yeah. Um, this morning you announced that uh, you're performing on Jimmy Fallon uh, tomorrow night. Uh, what does that feel like? Because I feel like it, it, for yourself it is literally just going strength to strength to strength to strength. Yeah, it's why I have this cough because we're in like a 14-hour shoot and uh, I did it went nonstop on my voice. But, uh, yeah, it's nuts to think I'm on like a very, very popular late show or tonight show. Um, it's going to be one of the most epic live visuals and performances I think any people have seen in Australia for a long time. It's a lot of effort and money has been put <laughs> into this um, because we believe that, you know, the song is obviously doing very well and that this was a big and is a big opportunity. I mean, what I don't know what Australian rapper is able to say that they got on the Jimmy Fallon show or any show like this. So, I mean, uh, as I say to everyone, like this is my window of opportunity and we're like taking it by the crux and absolutely like full steam ahead. So you're going to see that, which is Saturday, a uh, Australian Eastern standard time. I think one thirty PM is the, the show, but I mean, you won't be able to watch it if you don't have, whatever a VPN or whatever, how they operate. So 
will make sure that um by the time this episode is out, which is in a few days, it should have aired. So we'll make sure we put it in the show notes so people can okay. um, can awesome. watch what we we're talking about. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. No, of course. Um, usually on our show, we would chat to uh, people about what they're listening to as well. Is there any uh, current album or albums that, that you're really kind of getting into or enjoying at the moment? No, I just usually listen. Like I have a Wolfpack playlist and I don't drive a lot. So really like when I do drive, it's like, okay, um, I'll put the playlist on. I'm really, really enjoying the new rap star song by Polo G. Mm-hmm. It's more like these singles that come out and I like get addicted to them and I just nonstop listen to these songs over and over for like a week or two weeks straight. And then I'm like, okay, let's uh, see if we can find something else. And then I just, <laughs> that's how I work. It's weird. So yeah. When you are like coming across them, do you have a, a certain method to find new songs or is it kind of what's trending or what's in the charts? I like this. Yeah. No, I like the surprise. It's like, you could be in like the playlist with 2000 followers and then it's like, Hey, what's this? And I've never heard of this person before. And it's like just a really good song. So for me, there's no like method. It's just like, I'm not a big, like listening to an album person. Like I, I can't remember the last time I probably listened to an album besides my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And that was like years ago, decade. <laughs> so, um, for me, it's like, just enjoy a song and I'll just help with their streams and play it like a hundred times a week. <laughs> That's very fair. No, no, no. I get that. Um, uh, Marcel, thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. I know no you worries. have a limited time, but thank you for being on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's our show. A massive thank you to Mars Wolf for his time. Astronaut in the Ocean is out now and available anywhere you stream music. As promised, we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to watch his Tonight Show performance or just stream the track. We also want to give a huge shout out to Emily at Warner Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guest picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.